everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. For the first time in, well, I was going to say years, but no, it's not even a it's year. just a year. Yeah. Gab and I are in the same location at the same time recording an episode together. Gab, what are you drinking? Oh, water. Water. You got me a glass of water. I had a cider at dinner. What are, I, I sat down gently. So. No, you were reaching for the water like you were going to hold it up to the mic and be like, here, introduce yourself. <laughs> it's in a Opa Opa Brewing Company pint glass. Yeah, I have a lot of pint glasses. I, I do too. I'm a pint glass lesbian. I think it's interesting that I'm staying at your house tonight and you're staying at my house tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, but I won't. you won't be in your house tomorrow night. I won't night. be in my house tomorrow night. That does make it sound like I'm going to just break in and be like... Oh, i got to give you my key. Oh. <laughs> we can't forget about that. Anyway... What are yeah. you drinking tonight? I'm also drinking water, but I had a blackberry tequila gimlet at dinner. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're all like uh, lubricated up, and <laughs> I like that we're lubricated up only when we're in the same room together. Yeah, uh, and we just finished watching North Carolina beat the Chicago Red Stars two to nothing. How dare you? We were rooting for you. We were all, <laughs> I guess. Portland was rooting for you, Chicago, anyway. Chicago and Portland were both rooting for Chicago. Yeah. People from Seattle even came down to root for Chicago. Although I think more realistically, actually, uh, Portland might have been rooting for Chicago to win, but only after the teams went to penalties. Because (laughs) it might be nice for Portland, anyway, to be facing a team that played the 30 extra minutes only three days before. That, That would have been fantastic. I really wish Chicago would have gotten that memo. Yeah, but they didn't. They did not. So, unfortunately, um, the Red Stars could not convert any of their really, really, really good opportunities in the first half. And then they came out in the second half and just went... Chicago was so beautiful. In the first half. beautiful in the first half. It was lovely soccer to watch. And... It's almost a crime that no goal resulted. They went off the crossbar and the post in the first half. Um, but they never managed to convert in the second half. They just kind of slowly collapsed like a flan in a cupboard, in, at least in terms of energy. They just never really got their legs back. And Morgan Moran did have that really good look mm-hmm. at goal on a, a free kick. Sam Kerr earned a free kick outside the box late in the second half, and Morgan Bryan went up for the header and skimmed it and then smashed into the goal, Here's a in, po- into the post. Here's the positives that I see for Chicago out of this game. One is Morgan Bryan looks good. Mm-hmm. I think she's almost completely back to 100%. Uh, I think Colaprico and DiBernardo help her make one of the better midfields in NWSL. When they're on, they're on. Um, although it didn't help, North Carolina didn't have McCall Zerboni to try and break up anything going in there. And, you know, Yuki Nagasato, what in, I don't want to say she's underrated, but I think she has been under-discussed, maybe? I think she's been flying under the radar. Flying under the... That's, the, that's what I'm looking for. You're right. So, 
And it was a, I don't know, I also don't want to say underwhelming game for Sam Kerr, because it's not like she wasn't marked by four people at all times. <laughs> but if she is pulling that kind of attention, you would hope that somewhere else in the field, someone else would be taking advantage of yeah. Sam Kerr being marked by four people. Yeah, it was one of those situations where she would attempt to go through two or three players get dispossessed, and there was nobody there to back her up. Yeah. So this obviously comes on the heels of Portland beating Seattle 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. I thought Portland looked fairly dominant in that game. Yeah. Yeah. But even though they've now gotten much more rest than NC will have had, although three days is not really, you know, a terrible amount of rest, it's sometimes more than you'd get at a tournament in a group stage. Yeah, especially if they're not traveling. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're already in Portland. Right, so they they now get to rest, recover, they have media day. Mm -hmm. But really now, I think the hard thing for, you know, what I've been thinking about for Portland is the intensity that they've been playing with has to be maintained and sustained for another week. Mm -hmm. North Carolina kind of gets to ride this high for a couple days and then do it again. It's gonna be really it's gonna be really interesting. Saturday Saturday at the rematch. What do you think it's gonna be like? We just closed out NC in Chicago where Dolan Cuff interviewed Jess McDonald and she said she thinks it's gonna be a war, a battle. And you and I kind of looked at each other immediately like, we don't want that. Yeah. You right away were like, No, I want it to be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think uh with this being a rematch um, of last year's final and everybody kind of acknowledging how it wasn't pretty soccer. Um, the ugliest soccer I've ever some seen. Of the, in the moment, I thought my team was being slaughtered. Upon the replay, I was like, oh God, they were dishing out as much as they were taking. Yeah. Um, and there's the capacity for that to happen again. Uh, I think if we look at the way that Portland and North Carolina have played against each other throughout the season. It has been with emotion and it has not been with finesse. Um, I'm going to go back in time a little bit to two weeks ago when uh, Portland played the rain in the final match of the regular season. That to me was pretty. Right. And you know, sometimes you, you lose track of, if your team is capable of having finesse, or do they just muscle the ball in? Winning's winning. It doesn't matter whether it's by an inch or a mile, as Vin Diesel tells us in Fast and Furious. No, I totally agree. I think I think for a final, for a marquee event, you know, you want it to be pretty. You do want it to be. You want it to be an advertisement for the mm-hmm. sport. And I, I think it will be. I just don't think it's going to be to the quality that these teams can play because there is bad blood. I think that's fair. What are the odds of a yellow card happening in the first 15 minutes? I would say very high. There was only one card tonight. It was a fairly clean game except for where the ref <laughs> the ref at least three separate times directly interfered with play. The ball hit him twice. And then the third one, he was just, like, in Danny Colaprico's way. And yeah. she was, like, literally shoving him out of the way. I mean, there's an argument to be made that the second time 
resulted in a Sam Kerr goal. Yeah. When when possession changed. The second time, also, the ball kind of went into him, though. Although, maybe he shouldn't have been lingering in the he passing channel. Also, shouldn't have been running backwards in that moment. Well, look, once is a mistake, two is suspicious, three is a pattern. <laughs> All right, here's our conspiracy theory. This is a much better conspiracy theory than whatever hot dog gate was happening at Providence <laughs> Park tonight. You know why there weren't any hot dogs for you guys to eat? It's because Merritt Paulson was chucking them all from the sweets. <laughs> we weren't there. That's just our, our running theory. I'd like to encourage the creation of as many hot dog protest banners as possible. Okay. My own personal so business. we're going to have hot dog protest banners. We're going to have rainbow everything. Hot dog rainbows? Hot Oh, God. Rainbow hot dogs. Hot dogs wrapped in a rainbow. I'm On a stick. Oh. Huh. Corn, corn dog. Rainbow corn dogs. Rainbow corn dog. I would Fuck. love uh, the corn dog casing to be rainbow. and then... that, I'm sure that's doable. Yeah. You do it like, uh, if you do it like, um, like you make candles. Yeah. I'm thinking like, like layers. Oh, okay. I think you're thinking like. Uh, stripes. Stripes. I'm yeah. thinking layers. Like layers you, of batter. Yeah, yeah, layers of batter. So then you bite in and then it tastes the rainbow. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Okay. We well, should run concessions. Get on that Providence Park concessions. You have, let's see, we are recording this Tuesday night, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Three sure, days I'm sure the chefs can, make can do it. In limited edition. Limited edition rainbow. Happy hour special. Yeah. We'll make you can 20 charge, of them. You can charge more money for them. Dude, so many people would love them. You can put a, like, a, uh, burn a little Nike logo on them and oh charge even God. more. <laughs> like with a tiny little... People wouldn't eat them then. Oh, uh, they'd just save them? They would just save them. Like you're saving your vans. Oh. My vans are limited edition Captain Marvel high tops. You okay? wore them tonight. I don't understand why you're not going to wear them in Portland tonight, when they are the Rose City colors. No, tonight was Captain Marvel trailer day. There's no Captain Marvel trailer day going on in Portland while I'm visiting for the I final. I don't think you know that. What if they drop the second one? What if they drop the TV spot? Don't play with me like that. <laughs> and they're not going to. The pace... Look, I don't want to talk about Captain Marvel right now, because we're just going to sidetrack too much, because I have too much to say about all of it. <laughs> Let me get your score prediction. I love that game. I know your buttons so well. No, uh... You, so, it doesn't take a special insight to know my buttons. Captain Marvel's literally the only thing I talked about all day besides this game. It's like, it would I'm be so I'm so easy. tuned into you right now. No, you're so tuned to, like, reading what I have said with my own mouth. Like, my own words and actions. <laughs> and what you wear. In public. And what you wear. What are your score predictions... For the final. Oh, God. Portland has more rest. NC might have more momentum. Mm. They won't have McCall's or Boney. I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if North Carolina has more momentum. I know I made that argument two minutes ago. They, I think both teams have a certain amount of momentum. North Carolina didn't own that game. No, they didn't. They didn't come out and dominate. And I would, I would make the case that Portland dominated Seattle. Maybe NC thrives that way, though. They do. They do thrive on the, like, quick boom, boom, boom. And kind of the whole underdog, even though they're... I think they're very clearly aware that they're actually not an underdog, if any of them's realistic God. at all. Paul Riley and his locker room talk. But yeah, I think Paul Riley, now that you mention it, does kind of thrive a little bit on planting just a little seed of antagonism. Mm -hmm. To rile his players up, mm -hmm. to get them all heated, 
and he he manages to walk the line where he, he doesn't do it so much that they lose focus and play sloppy. Both teams came out tonight wound up. Rory Dames had his fair share of responsibility for the winding, definitely. I think a lot of, I think all sectors were kind of wound up for this. The coaches, the players, totally. the fans. Totally. And the media a little bit, you know, it really didn't help that Paul Riley retweeted someone talking about the lazy, whiny, and nobody sell media. I think the point has probably been well made by now that 95% of the people in this actually lose money covering NWSL. Sure. I'm paying out of pocket. I mean, I'm sitting in your mansion, but, you know, it's, it's you, obvious yeah. to me that and that covering NWSL, covering women's soccer on is, a, is a very lucrative. On a pile of um, antique fur jackets. Yes. That's what I'm going to be sleeping on, actually. Yeah, antique fur jackets. Even though it's really hot, but all the beds in this house are made out of, like, mink. I'll just pant all night. Like, yeah. like pets do. To cool off. But you have sweat glands. You have sweat glands that you can... I don't want to sweat on your fur. I have more. I'm not... Okay. (laughs) Right. Right. Rich people don't care about possessions. (laughs) Right. Come on. Right. Come on. Get on the program. I'm just not of that mentality. I'm sorry. Yeah. The hoi ploy down there with your fucking... Like, I never run out of hot dogs, but you, like, (laughs) sit down there at the peon. You never run out of hot dogs. That's hilarious. Score predictions. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about cards. How many cards? We saw five or six cards, Seattle versus Portland. Okay. For a moment, I was like, playing cards, tarot cards? No. Like, were they showing, like, she's talking about, like, a poker metaphor? Were they yes. showing their hand? Yes. Like, what? I mean, if we want to go full metaphor, cards? I'll talk about full house. I think there's certainly know, going to be. Wants to hear about that. I think there's certainly going to be a yellow card worthy offense in the first 15 minutes. Is there going to be a yellow card shown for it? I think so. I think I think that there will be a yellow card in the first 15 minutes. I also think there will be a goal in the first 15 minutes. Yikes. This game is going to be so anxiety-making, no matter who you're rooting for. Or even if you're somehow a complete neutral, I think it's just going to be... It's going to be an intense fucking match. The, the kind of game where you just, like, your hands slide into your hair and you just kind of grip and, like, pull your skin back from your face. Well, because let's talk about narratives here. Sure. I love right? narratives. I'm a writer. So, for North Carolina, they're trying to have almost basically a perfect season. Sure, there are a couple of losses in there and a few draws, but, like, those Shield winners, they won that stupid international tournament, and now they're trying to win. They're trying to break the Shield curse. Yeah, the the overarching narrative, not just for them, but for the league, is probably best served by them winning. But then there's the Portland narrative. Nobody cares about the Portland narrative of Portlanders. I do. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know I know. earlier we were talking about how I probably couldn't do a podcast just about Portland. Yeah. But my two cents here is the Portland narrative is winning a championship at home. Do it for Sinky. God, do it for Sinky. Do it for Tobin. Do it for Sinky and Tobin. The two legacy players (laughs) on the squad. In 2013, when we were in Rochester at some unknown bar, because neither one of us were in any shape to remember the name of the bar, Tobin said she wanted to win a championship in Portland. Everyone wants to win at home. Right. But it's it's still Tobin's home. Yeah. Like, I find that amazing. 
that Tobin and Sink have not. All right, you've danced around the issue long enough. Give me your score prediction. There's so many other things I would rather do than giving my score prediction. Two to one, Portland. Wow. I think... I was going to say I think this game will go to extra time, but I actually don't think it will. I think it'll all be solved in regulation, 90 minutes. And I have a head score line and a heart score line, and they're different, and I think... If I tell you what either one is going to reveal something that you're not going to want to hear. You can say it. I'm. You have two and a half days in my apartment without me there. <laughs> All right. Three to two, North Carolina. I think that's how this is going to end. I think I just got blade nose <laughs> right now in this moment. I think that's my head score. My heart score is three to one, Portland. <sighs> I like your heart more than your head. And one of them's going to be a real captain's goal from Zinke. Oh my god, could you imagine? Either captain's goal or that assist, like the one she picked up to Haran. Where she was just like, fuck you, and then they put it exactly... Uh, on a dime. In, like, Haran territory. On a dime. It was a beautiful Double post. assist. Beautiful assist. Double post goal. Ugh, it was gorgeous. Haran was surrounded by, like, three people, but it didn't really matter. Sinclair, who's played every minute this year. Which one are you going with for... Your score prediction. Head head prediction, sorry. Uh, I know. But it's, it's not good when we agree. You remember that, right? I do, but... Uh, I don't feel like I win when you when we don't agree. Sorry, pal. Probably shouldn't be doing this right before I have to fly into a city full of antagonized <laughs> Portlanders. Oh, watch. You're going to be like, oh, this file got corrupt. I'm going to get a fucking bucket of hot dogs thrown at me as soon as you I get off. You probably will get a plane. As soon as you get off? Like, as I'm trying to get onto the max, just, like, whack in the face. Just slapped. Here's your fucking hot dogs. Dude, I really hope if that happens, somebody's taking a slow-mo video. Because I want to see your face skin I don't react be, to... Um, I don't want to be a meme, though. If someone's taking a recording of that, I'm going to get memed. I'm going to turn into a reaction gif or something. You might. Who am I? Meg Linehan? No. <laughs> you know it's going to be her now. Lurking around every corner. So those are our score predictions for the final. Maybe I should have kept mine to myself. But You're fine. You're fine. It's been a, a, another long season, and yet it also feels like it just went by like a fart vanishing in the wind. Always. Always. You lose track. You lose track of time. And then all of a sudden, the postseason... The postseason just happens so quickly. The two weeks. Like, so much has happened over the last two weeks. It's ridiculous. I mean, on and off the field. <laughs> there has been some spice mm. on social media. It has not been. It I know has you don't not handle spice slow. well. It's not been slow. I've got. I, I'm okay with social media spice. Yeah. I'm. I just try to keep I my spice. I keep try to keep my nose out of it. Yeah, that's that all. I I like I like spice, but a lot of times it's like it's not my business spice, so I just like read from afar. I get secondhand embarrassment very easy. I know. And so I try to stay away from spice. <gasps> Maybe that's my problem. You get secondhand embarrassment too easily? Oh, I definitely do. Oh yeah. But I wonder if that's why I can't handle spicy food. Because of your secondhand embarrassment. All it's right. all mental. Well, if I get over that, and then I can just go to go ham on some spicy ideas. I'm not really sure how 
I don't think that's how it works, but maybe we'll test it out in Portland. Maybe. At the final. Maybe, maybe we'll get that, that draw. Hopefully we'll see you there. Uh, I think Gab and I are probably also going to be circulating at an after party, regardless of the scoreline. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. More more info on that to come. So a few things are going on in Portland. Okay. Just to let people know in case they um, are not uh, following the Riveters. Since it's in Portland, uh, the Riveters are hosting um, a number of events. Um, on Friday night, there is an event at 9 p.m. at a bar called Kelly's Olympian. Um, on Southwest Washington uh, in Portland, and it's going to be two bands um, playing a show, $5 at the door. It's a fundraiser for Street Roots USA, and uh, after the two bands, we're going to turn it over into a karaoke night. So we've got everything all lined up and set up, and so that should be tons of fun. Um, Kelly's Olympian, Friday night. Saturday morning, uh, starting at bright and early at 8.30, for maybe some of you who don't go to Kelly's Olympian or some of you who are just on vacation and don't need a ton of sleep. Um, but at 8.30, there's pickup soccer <laughs> at Wallace Park. Um, third annual. We've done it three years in a row. I always think I'm going to go to pick up soccer, and then morning of, I roll over, look at my phone, and I'm like, or I could sleep another two hours. But a lot of people do go. A yeah, lot of people healthy, enjoy it. active people yes. who have probably went to bed a decent hour the night before, who enjoy having a social life, and and then the only other thing that I want to put out there for folks is if you want to, if you get to the stadium early-ish and you want a place to hang out, um, all are welcome at the Fan Laden which is where it's kind of like our clubhouse, the Riveters and Timbers Army Clubhouse. Um, so there's a number of people who hang out there. It's at 1633 Southwest Alder. Um, so right at the corner of 17th and Alder. Um, it's a couple blocks away from the stadium. Um, yeah, we'll be there from 10 to, I think, 1. Okay. Um, so that's activities to engage in if you're coming to Portland. We'll probably have one more episode after the final. Maybe even before the final. Or even Hell or High Water, but it has been yet another NWSL season. I'm sure we'll have plenty of shit to talk about in the offseason after all. It's World Cup qualifiers coming up. There's friendlies. I mean, trades happen. A lot of these players already know they're not going to be on these teams next year. But uh, it has been mostly a pleasure. (laughs) Covering yet another season of NWSL. You know what, though? I remember days when we didn't have a league to cover. So every day actually is a pleasure. Year six. Every year that we can cover NWSL is a pleasure, no matter how rough or it gets or, you know, how many people try to antagonize you or how many coaches retweet that you're <laughs> lazy and whiny. I mean, if you stop being so rich. I mean, if I stopped being so lazy and whiny. <laughs> I'm not whiny. 